Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. Okay, this episode is Why You Should Not Sing From Your Diaphragm. You hear this phrase a lot in vocal lesson circles, sing from your diaphragm. The two big problems with this mistaken directive are you can't and you shouldn't. You can't consciously make the diaphragm do anything. It's operated by the automatic nervous system, not the conscious mind. And you shouldn't. Yes, the diaphragm is the major organ of breathing, but if you try to power or support your voice from the diaphragm, you'll end up sabotaging its operation, and you'll say goodbye to your breath control. So, what and where is the diaphragm? It's a very large, thin, dome-shaped sheet of muscle that you can imagine as a mushroom cap. It's located between your chest and your abdomen, separating them. It has connections to places in the upper and lower spine, as well as the clavicle, and the heart and lungs sit on top of it. But the most important thing you need to know about your diaphragm is that its edges are connected to the bottom of your ribcage. That's where you can make the choices consciously that affect the diaphragm. So what happens when you try to sing from it? Let's imagine you have this horse that you want to ride. You want to somehow communicate to the horse something you've heard, that it should run from its hamstrings. So the ever-obedient horse starts to think about and focus effort on its hamstrings instead of just letting them work, as they naturally will if the horse just stretches itself out to run. What's likely to happen in this situation is that the horse will over-concentrate on its hamstrings, over-tensing them. The horse will become uncoordinated and use much more effort to accomplish much less. It will be much more vulnerable to injury, and in its frustration, it will have totally lost sight of where it's supposed to be going and why it's running in the first place. Like trying to run a horse from its hamstrings, powering your voice from your diaphragm is going to cause problems. The tensed ribcage will drop a bit, which leaves your diaphragm with too much slack. You sabotage both the quality of your inhale and the control of your exhale. The more you try to work your voice from your diaphragm, the less coordinated your breath and the worse your vocal issues become. Your jaw and tongue, neck and shoulders will probably tighten at least to some degree against the excessive air pressure. With all that stuff going on, there's no way you can focus on the message the what and why you're using your voice to even make a sound. So why is this counterproductive suggestion become so universal? Well, as happens in politics and sloppy science, if you say or hear something enough times, it can become accepted as unquestioned fact. Actually, very few people even know what the phrase means. Even many pro-music folks don't know what or where the diaphragm really is. Most of the time, when someone uses the phrase, sing from your diaphragm, they mean you shouldn't breathe by raising and lowering your shoulders, or they usually mean sing from the middle of your stomach. 
But again, powering the diaphragm causes a squeezing right there, which drops the rib cage, allows the slack diaphragm to rise too far, and deliver too much uncontrolled breath to the poor vocal cords. Here are four things you should do instead. Number one, widen your rib cage with tall posture. Your rib cage hinges on your upper spine. By sitting or standing flexibly taller, with your head level and balanced over your tailbone, you are going to straighten out your upper spine, the upper curve in your spine, and that will open the bottom of your rib cage and therefore stretch your diaphragm wide, instantly increasing your breath control. Number two, support from your pelvic floor. Tense your saddle area for power, much like riding a horse downhill. Your legs and feet can be used as part of this equation. For instance, you can press your heels into the stage floor, and it's the same thing as using your saddle. You literally power your ribcage and throat open. Number three, don't push. Pull instead. Instead of pushing for power, pull your voice from a spot above and behind your head. This will encourage your top vertebra to move back slightly, which again straightens the upper spine and opens the rib cage and the throat. Try consciously backing off your volume when you first start trying to learn this sensation. Number four, articulate richly. The most powerful vocal performance comes from clear articulation and rich resonance, not excessive breath pressure shoved up from an uncontrolled diaphragm. Doing these things will allow your diaphragm all the space it needs to relax and contract, but like a well-stretched trampoline, the wide diaphragm will also be able to control its movements, allowing only as much breath pressure up as your automatic nervous system dictates to give your vocal cords what they need. In effect, you support your voice from tension you apply at the saddle, control your voice by keeping your diaphragm widely stretched, pull the heart in like a magnet, and deliver a clear message. That, my friend, is true vocal power. Centered in the pelvic floor, this breath support control balance will unlock all kinds of vocal freedom, improving control, precision, range, and tone. You will immediately feel a decrease in vocal tension, fatigue, and strain. When you habitually come from this low power source, you can sing or speak as long as you need to and never get vocally tired. Let's bust this myth. Many other vocal coaches, voice scientists, and doctors I respect are now trying to correct this mistaken belief about where we should be powering our voices from. No, don't sing from your diaphragm. Don't support from your diaphragm. It can be downright dangerous for your voice, and it doesn't work very well. Instead, sing from your pelvic floor. Or to put it another way, sing your butt off so you don't sing your throat out. Your diaphragm can then operate automatically, and your horse, or your voice, which won't get hoarse, will be so happy. If you need help with powering your singing or speaking voice in the healthiest and most effective way, try Power Path and Performance Training. You can take lessons in person or study a Power Path and Performance course. Some students do both. This is Judy Rodman. I do hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and if you have, please leave me a review, especially at iTunes. 
See you next episode on All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.